Good morning and welcome back to Cheeky Crypto, fresh on a Thursday morning here on YouTube. My name is Nick and I'm joined by a very special guest with his wide angle. I don't know. You got this wide angle lens, I just noticed. You're in your box. You're in your box. I am in my box and uh, it's more more of a box than ever really, isn't it? Um, It really is. Look at that. Very boxy. I know. It's very boxy. Yeah, it's amazing what, uh, you know, change a lens can make. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone gets to see it now, yeah. Yeah, like uh, when I say it's a music studio, it actually is a music studio booth. That's kind of where (laughs) I'm operating from. Awesome it's a music stuff. music recording studio. Is what it is. <coughs> Guess what? Uh, what? You're 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 feeling better? Yeah, I'm feeling over the moon. I'm full over of full of moon. life, and not full of illness of any kind. And uh, I'm doing fantastically well. <coughs> Do I, I sound that. convincing? Do I sound convincing? You convince me. You know, you convince me as much as some of the bulls convince you know many other people. Oh dear! No, it's all good. Um, yeah, we saw a lot of stuff. No sound, um, apparently. Is that no just sound. one person? I, I think so because, uh, well, everything is going through fine this end. I can see Maybe. my audio in the channel, and I can see your audio in your channel, and yeah, it's all grand. Maybe <coughs> uh, they're on mute. Maybe they Take are. Take yourself off of mute. <laughs> and it amazing, like when people, um, you know, when somebody <coughs> can't hear, and they try to let you know by like you know i guess right. yeah but they get quieter when they try to tell you but you can't hear like that yeah it's brilliant uh i've got sound here yeah they just need to unmute yeah i've got I sound here but no twitch <laughs> no twitch yeah i could give you a twitch <laughs> yeah uh, i've given a lot of people in twitch i think i think i'm going to give a lot of people twitch uh in discord over the course of the day uh where it's just kind of like warming up the fingers for snaps just you know Got one in. I think there's going to be a few more today. I can feel it. Feel it in the in the waters. Um, no, we were all good. So we saw a lot of stuff occurring yesterday, right? And uh, yeah, a lot of unfortunate emotions are flying wild. Would you say, Chris? I think a lot of emotions are flying around, around, all over the place. Um, but the message remains the same. This is not a bull market. There is some crazy ass stuff going on, and I'm going to go through and tell you exactly what I think all of this is anything you want to kind of update on first before we kind of jump into the world of the craziness that happens to be the economy right now (laughs) yeah so uh there's there's a few things actually so we had the newsletter the team did a phenomenal job putting that together and it was a real team (coughs) effort so i want to i want to mention that um lovely lovely cough nick sorry um yeah, so that went out. There was a, a big announcement in the newsletter, and uh, you know we have kind of always said that you know the newsletter is you know where people want to sign up because we are building a, a newsletter that we want people to be excited about. So when the first of the month comes, people are waiting, checking their emails, waiting for it because there's going to be something juicy in each and every one. So our announcement in this one uh, was the fact that we we're, we're doing another NFT project, Nick, aren't we? We are with a bit of a twist right like um we're doing it uh sort of around education yep and we're doing it um with a low barrier to entry yep so one of the things that nick and myself like uh saw was the board ape golf club nft um in the 
Discord, right? Because we we're, we're uh, partnered up with Cryptopia and it was a private sale, but it was about half an ETH, maybe a little bit higher, uh, you know, to to enter that one, right? And uh, the uh, engagement in the Discord off the back of that particular NFT was just awesome. I loved it. And uh, it's still going on, right? Because they're still doing the reveal. So I think, you know, there's a few more days left. And you know, it's really cool seeing all the engagement, people sharing their NFT and all that sort of stuff. So it got me thinking, didn't it, Nick? Which is a really yeah. bad thing, right? So we're going to be thousands of dollars out of pocket here. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. it's going to um, cost thousands to do. It's going to cost thousands to do. But, you know, um, <clears throat> I also saw comments about like the diamond pass and people, you know, <laughs> calling this money grab. Uh, grabbers and, and stuff like this and that couldn't be further from the truth and i'm not going to get into the details i'm not going to justify why something is a certain price but you know it is a certain price for a reason and um you know nick and myself aren't actually taking all of that money just to be clear um but i'm not going to go any deeper than that now um look we are going to try to do this nft as an airdrop that is our mission blue sky world right but as I've said, it's it's going to cost thousands uh, to to do this. So it might be that we can't get it down to to a, a price of of nothing, zero, right? And and do an airdrop. But we're going to try to get as low as we can. So it might be like at the moment, I think based on the price, we're at five ADA and NFT. I don't know what five ADA is, Nick. It's like less than a fiver, right? Less than three. Yeah, three so it's quid. about 30, 40 cent. I don't I forget exactly what ADA is. I haven't looked at it in a day. So last night it might have pushed it up a bit further. Around 40 yeah. cent maybe. Yeah, so you know, let's say it's less than three dollars uh, at the moment. That's kind of like where we've got it. It's a five thousand um collection uh, of NFTs. Uh, and it's based on uh, a llama. So it's Cardana Llama. And um yeah, look, it's going to be all around education. There's uh, going to be some really cool stuff to 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 do on it. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. It's all really around uh, engagement. No 12k uh, coming. We'll get into all of that in a moment. Yeah. The other thing is we have started a gaming channel where we play Call of Duty and stuff like that. I know many people might not be interested in this, but let me just rattle through it. Um, we're going to do um a community game. So we're going to get uh people from the community. There is a um a sheet forms going around in the discord where you can put your name down and you can actually play live with us on twitch so um that should be pretty fun obviously we're going to pick people at random uh there's just loads going on isn't there nick um i've probably missed a whole host of other announcements there is one big one that dropped today and i am super excited about this one we had the private sale with cryptopia uh for hypercycle um that's you know sold out we've got some nodes for 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 race suit holders but outside of that everything's sold out from the token side of things now uh we've got another one another one uh rejuve uh, again another singularity net umbrella project uh a fantastic project that i've been looking at for a few months and i know you have as well nick yeah. um really excited about this one it's a great opportunity so uh jump in the discord to find out more information on that definitely want to be checking that out and uh, obviously you are going to need to be an nft holder in order to access the private sale section so you can do that by getting a cornucopius race suit nft a cheeky verse nft <coughs> or a diamond pass nft uh, and they all have different levels of different tiers so definitely uh check all of that out if that is of interest these are top tier projects that you know we are uh, able to, to get in at seed round so this isn't private sale this is seed round this is the earliest point you can get into to one of these projects you are going to be getting in with the elites because these are top tier projects in my opinion yeah so there we go 
awesome stuff a load of good updates uh lots of really cool things happening yeah we had the quiz yesterday so we got weekly quiz in the discord right i think there's only like 10 people that are <coughs> sort of participating at the moment but what i would say is you know if you want to learn about cryptocurrencies and have a bit of fun and uh, make new friends that have got the same interest as you in crypto you know join the quizzes you don't necessarily have to take part you can just watch and learn or you can take part it's dead easy i would encourage people to to take part in the quizzes because they are fun i spend a lot of time putting them together on the weekend last night's um, was brilliant chris yeah Gemma. Gemma um <laughs> didn't realize she had herself on mute and uh we all do this right we, like, so it all happens time from time, time to time right I, yeah I, it just proves that we're all human at the end of the day right we're not mm. make mistakes yeah <laughs> I, can, I can just see her you know you know having all the banter and she, she said to me it seemed really quiet and i was just like all oh, right and you still didn't notice she was like no yeah and she was like you know thinking it was you know brilliant and like you know it, it was going really well and then she realized she was on uh on mute uh but apparently it was still a fantastic quiz so um yeah and i don't think she'll leave herself on mute next time <laughs> <laughs> no, but it happens to all of us right it does, like, yeah. yeah we all make mistakes and um the best thing to do is own it that's what i always think you know uh no yeah, one's it does, perfect it doesn't, the thing is it doesn't even matter people can still do the quiz even if they can't hear i mean yeah. that's that, that shows how resilient the quiz is and the format that we've got it's awesome love it fantastic uh we'll obviously get into the live chat it was a in a tough bit. audience last night. it was a yeah. tough audience yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh no, it's all good um <clears throat> coin hoover really appreciate the super chat thanks for that yeah, appreciate that um yes yeah, so there's definitely like a lot of different emotions flying around in the crypto space at the moment um i still remain true to my analysis i do not just waver uh, I do not just, you know, jump on the bandwagon because it's the easiest thing to do. Uh, the numbers and the data still remains the same. Uh, and I'm going to go through a lot of this today with you guys. So you can get a good understanding as to what the hell actually happened yesterday and what is really important to understand and take away from it. Now, short term, we can get some gains. We can move up in price on short term. That's all great and fantastic. But our macro remains the same. And this needs to be a very clear picture okay that we all need to understand you know what actually is occurring okay so i'm going to go through a lot of that and the other thing i want to kind of say chris before we kind of jump on down into it all is that yes i'm coughing yes i'm still unwell and i'm ill um but i'm not like these other crypto influencers chris we're built differently aren't we well we're built like <coughs> warriors we like, are built like know, warriors we're old school Nick. we aren't That's just going to disappear for a couple of weeks or whatever when times get difficult you guys need to know what's going on so we're here and we're going to, you know, get it done. We're going to, you know, work 365 days um, every, you know, 200, uh, what is it? 24, 7, 365. That's, the, that's what I meant to say. There you go. Like, you know, we don't. Yeah. So is that, is, that a moment that, is that a moment that you wished your mic was muted? Yes, I wish my, my <laughs> mic was muted. <laughs> so it is what it is. And um, doctor, yeah, we don't in the UK, and it might, might, might be different for different parts of the world, right? Uh, but in the UK, guys don't generally go to the doctor. That's not a, that's not a thing that we do, is it, Chris? No, I don't <laughs> like, tend to go there. Like, the, the last time I went to, to the doctors, like, proper, like, I, I, I for anything, <coughs> it was probably when I dislocated my knee. Um, the last time I think I went to the doctor... Might have been when I broke my shoulder. 
think. I got told my my knee um couldn't have been that bad because I would have come earlier. Um and basically in a nutshell, um <coughs> I had three three operations. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I'd have gone earlier. <laughs> yeah. Three uh, operations later. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good fun. In a non fun way, as, as you can kind of tell. Um yeah. okay. Um. So let's talk a little bit about the Fed and the speech yesterday. So uh, listening to it, it was very clear that they have no intention of pivoting anytime soon. There will be continuous rate hikes. Okay, they are not slowing down now. The risks of pivoting too soon is too great. So the message was very clear yesterday that we are going to see continued rate hikes. Now the 0.25 yesterday was a bit of a kick in the nuts. I guess it would have been easier to go 0.5 and they don't want to necessarily kind of spook the market yet. But to me, this just feels a little bit too, hmm, keeping things a little bit too bullish uh, and doesn't make a lot of sense. Feels to me like they're dragging it out longer. Yeah, and that's going to be the biggest concern is that we might have this kind of small kind of move to the upside um, in the immediate kind of quick money. Um, but unfortunately, it could prolong uh, a bear market scenario significantly. Um, so it's going to be one of those. The other things that were being spoken about in the speech yesterday uh, was how they are seeing some of the areas uh, within the US economy shrinking. Uh, in terms of the inflation, right, it's kind of starting to come down, and other areas that hasn't even started to move yet, such as housing areas, uh, and housing market. So that to me was also quite alarming because it means that okay, what they've currently done so far hasn't even slowed down the inflation when it comes to the housing market, and well, things are already kind of getting out of hand in that particular sector. So brace ourselves is kind of what I was kind of hearing in that uh, that speech. They were dancing around the words. They were trying not to kind of be negative in there. And a lot of the questions that were asked were trying to lead them into a more bullish scenario. Why not pivot? Why not do this? Why not do that? And yeah. Can I, can I just <coughs> say, right, Nick and myself are not the only people saying this. <coughs> I, no. Like the big short investor, Michael Burry, tweeted out yesterday the word, sell mm. yeah why because he thinks it's a dead count bounce you know he thinks it's a bear market rally and that is exactly what we're we're saying here right and uh why is he saying that because he sees it in the data yep why are we saying it because we see it in the goddamn data yeah and and it and it's all, it's all <coughs> you know, relatively interesting to to see other influencers and, and people you know talking about you know the bull market is here and you know like it's cool we just need confirmation like i want it to be a, a bull market as much as they do um but we've got to be led by the the actual data and what it's telling us and off the back of that we need to to, to make our decisions and uh you know it's fine if people want to to hold off like what nick and myself are doing um you know or not you know each person's got to make their own financial decisions but, you know, I think you need to go away and, and have a, a proper educated, you know, kind of look at the, the, the space and you need to see it from both sides. So, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. And um, yeah, he, he was dancing around the questions as well around uh, the debt ceiling. Uh, he didn't want to talk about it at all. Um, you know, he didn't want to get involved in that kind of discussion. Um, but it's clear that, you know, that he's, uh, he's under the impression, at least the, what I kind of took from it was, that he's under the impression a debt ceiling will be raised 
Um, now, inflation or uh, interest rate hikes um, and printing money, those two things don't come together side by side, <laughs> right? Print money, you have inflation. Rate hikes, you're trying to curb the inflation. So to have the two things going on at the same time would be very counterproductive. Um, so just kind of be aware that things like that are not logical. Um, and we should be a little bit concerned. I don't, I mean, how do you feel about the debt ceiling? Do you think they're going to lift it? Or do you think uh, that it won't be lifted? And if they do lift it, do you think they'll print more money, Chris? Um, one second. Uh... <coughs> Ooh, one second. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, like, what, what do I think about it? Uh, what do I think they're going to do? Like, I think they're either going to raise it or they're just going to remove it completely um the debt ceiling that is uh could the, the the money printer go on yeah it could very well go on but i don't think that's going to be the first uh choice i think what they're going to do is they're going to make uh changes to like you know what they're forecasted to pay out for uh, and i think there's just going to be cuts in certain places i think they're going to try that first to see whether you know they can you know get around the the, the concerns and issues that way uh, i don't think they will be able to so inevitably, I think the the money printer will come on. But you know, I've kind of always said I I think the 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 bottom, you know, wh whether it's a new lower low or whether it's confirmation of the bottom, you know, for me that's May, yeah, May June. Uh, uh, here's here's an interesting uh, comment in the live chat. Imagine being on the sidelines right now, laughing my ass off. Imagine going all in right now, laughing my ass off. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those. This is why I dollar cost average, Nick. Like, and I don't swing trade and and all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, with with my whole portfolio, like, do it with like a um like a swing trade bag, you know, but not your your main portfolio. And I think there's there's a few people out there that are you know been swing trading with their main portfolio and uh, maybe have been caught out a little bit by this this uh, bear market rally and. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's going to be rather interesting because I do think we're going to come down. I think we have to come down and uh, we'll get that confirmation that we're looking for. And if it is the confirmation that, you know, bull market has started, brilliant. You know, we can start to, to dollar cost averaging again or, you know, make big, big buys. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just I trying think to... As, I think as well, there, there are a few people out there that look at <coughs> are looking at things um, in the wrong way. And I say the wrong way, and I think that's the the right terminology. But you can let me know in the the chat whether you you think my terminology is incorrect or, mm -hmm. or whether it's correct. But you know, I look at some of the prices of, of projects, and I did the these the, you know underva uh, undervalued altcoins is the video I did last night, and uh, you know I, I worked out the I say I worked out I got a website that shows you the average price of each coin. Um. And to, to demonstrate that actually it's undervalued right now against the average. Um, that was obviously before the pump and obviously the video went out after the pump. But, you know, I think the point was um, articulated really well in the respect that it doesn't really matter about the, the, the price, you know, point that you're buying really, really low. If you can get below the average, I think, you, you, you know, you're onto a winner. So, yeah, I think people need to look at the market slightly differently. Uh, you know, I bought some VET before the pump yesterday. Uh, I bought some VET the day before, I believe, as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to start dollar cost averaging uh, when the prices are below the average. And, um, you know, that's what I'm going to be looking to 
to do moving forward and we'll see how we we get on with that it's normally the red days that i buy anyway which means i'm always buying under the average <laughs> yeah um okay so going back to the kind of the fed um it was hawkish right it was um very much a clear message that there's going to be continuation of rate rate hikes which is usually negative yeah um so then yeah, there's there were there were some other things that were said that i don't know if people really cottoned on to it was like inflation hasn't been seen in all the different sectors either yeah there's this there's a lag so yeah look just be uh be mindful of that uh i think that you know the housing side of things hasn't really been in, uh, impacted as much as it's going to be same with unemployment yeah no, i agree um i'm just trying to turn the volume down on that patreon pledge i really like it but it is really loud but apparently it's on a level of five so it shouldn't be as loud as it is i yeah. don't i can't see what, any what, other sense on that what i am gonna say though <clears throat> is mash up that like button we've got 482 people uh on the stream at the moment but we're only at a mere 80 80 likes that's really disappointing so let's right. mash it up let's yeah. light it up as nick says light it up <laughs> let's do it so chris what happened yesterday, right? During that speech, during the kind of point two five, what do people do when the Fed are hawkish, right? And bear in mind, we're talking about the USD. What are you going to do if they're going to continue to put their rates up? If you well, owned gonna... a shit ton of dollars, what do you do? What do I'm you gonna... do with those dollars? I'm going to put it somewhere where like it's not going to just go down in value. That's what I'm going to do. Like maybe another currency. Yeah, maybe exactly. Bitcoin, so maybe let me get into that, right? So, what do we see? Well, we saw, right, a load of Forex traders <laughs> basically coming out of dollars and going into pretty much any other currency they could find, right? Bitcoin was included in that, but, you know, let's not kind of think about cryptocurrency here when we think the Forex market is significantly more important. So, what do we see? Well, we can see that the, the pound sterling went up during that point. We can also see that the euros went up, uh, the JPY going up, right? The DXY during all this time comes crashing on down. So basically what you see is people offloading their dollars during that, that meeting, right? So um, one of the things that we have to kind of understand here is that everything has to be balanced out. You can't just see something out of nothing, okay? That, that just doesn't exist. It's, a, it's just not really possible. So an impossibility, at least to my current knowledge, which is limited to physics, but uh, you know, I don't know too much physics, right? But I don't think you can just create something out of nothing, <laughs> right? You need to have something. Apparently you can, but uh, uh, yeah. just want to say big thanks to, to Tony7879. Appreciate that. Right. So um, what we see essentially is a lot of people dumping their dollars for other currencies uh, or other assets, right? So they don't want to be holding the dollars anymore. So they're dropping the dollars. Um, and as soon as that happens, well, everything's got to be balanced out with supply and demand. Too many dollars coming into, an e uh, into the, to the market basically drops the DXY. The DXY is your dollar index, right? So therefore, you, your dollar goes down in value because there's so much more dollars kind of circulating around. What does that actually mean? Well, it means that essentially things that are uh, valued at an intrinsic value, not just a value of dollars, right? Because dollars isn't real. It's, no, it's just like a fake currency like anything else. We all have an instinctive value of something, though. Uh, take Bitcoin. We know it's worth a certain intrinsic value. And the currencies that we use to trade against that 
they can fluctuate and therefore the price of the actual asset also fluctuates in relation to the number of dollars that you need. So when we started to see um, the Fed being incredibly hawkish, you start seeing all the Forex traders dumping their dollars for other currencies, which drags down the DXY. The DXY dragging down means you need more dollars to buy BTC. And then we can take a look at Bitcoin and we can start to then reflect on the volume uh, that was being pushed through on Bitcoin. So actually there was a spike and then nothing. Basically volume, just pff, nothingness. And if we zoom out far enough, guys, you can really reflect on actually these volumes are really insignificant. Now this is the hourly chart. If I bring this up into a daily chart here, bring this back down a little bit you can see that we had a huge amounts of volume on the way down and then once we actually hit the november lows the volume just drops right there's not a lot of volume and the push to the upside here yes it was sparked off initially but it has been declining ever since so volumes are incredibly low here we don't want to kind of trick ourselves into thinking that this pump was actually driven from anything more okay because that kind of is um it leads us down the wrong kind of path, right? Essentially, what we've seen is people not wanting to be holding USD. Uh, the DXY therefore drops down as more USD becomes, you know, available to the market. And then, well, you need more dollars to buy your Bitcoin. So there isn't actually a lot of demand behind the pumps to the upside. In fact, I would call it, Chris, argue it not, manipulation. Um, because what you're seeing is the Fed being quite cagey about certain subjects, not necessarily, you know, wanting to be as aggressive as they need to be, considering you haven't seen inflation being curbed on some of these markets, like the housing market. Um, and, you know, 0.5 would have been what I think most most you know, analytical people would have actually wanted to see. Um, 0.25 was far too easy, and it does drag this shit out a lot longer. Um, so when it comes to kind of taking a look at the markets, what's actually been driving this move to the upside it really isn't a lot. And the data tells us that there isn't a lot of demand behind the price, which then brings me down to, Chris, what is the definition of a bull market and what is the definition of a bear market? Do you know what they are, Chris, the technical terms? Tell me, tell me. Eager to know. Um, so a bull market is defined when the demand outpaces the supply. Okay, so there's so much demand that the supply can't keep up with it. Okay, everything's got to be balanced, supply and demand, right? It's a balancing game. And if there's demand comes in and it outpaces the, de uh, the supply, then there's not enough supply to meet the demand. And as such, the price of assets go up, right? Because you people can charge a premium because everybody wants this asset, right? You can start charging a premium for it. And when you're in a bear market, the supply outpaces the demand and therefore people start selling cheaper because they want to offload it because so many other people are trying to offload it at the same time. Um, so what does the data tell us right now about supply and demand? Well, it tells us that the supply is outpacing that of the demand. And it's not actually a demand-driven pump. We're meaning that it's not a bullish pump. If anything, it is kind of a manipulated fake-ass pump. And we don't want to get trapped out in this thinking. So there's a lot of things to be considering in here. Um, but, you know, I think there's far too many moon boys getting a little bit too excited. And I would much rather be cautious whilst the data is representing the possibility of uh, of new lower lows. I'm not saying that's a guarantee, but it's definitely still on the horizon here. Um, we've entered up into a range where um, volumes are incredibly low, and uh, this is a historical area of selling pressure as well. This is an area of a lot of liquidity now. We're kind of entering into that range. Uh, we should be really, really cautious. And as to say, you know, maybe, I mean, I'm not a financial advisor. I can't give financial advice. 
but maybe now is a, a good time to be thinking about the positions that we find ourselves in. Yeah, look, I've always kind of said, you know, uh, taking profits here and there is always a good thing. You know, we're running a poll at the minute, Nick. Um, 21% of people think we're in a bull market and 78 people, uh, 78%, if I can get my words out, don't believe that this is a, a bull market. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But uh, what I would like to, to see, Nick, <clears throat> is everybody's March Bitcoin price predictions. Uh, tell me what price you think that BTC can get to in the month of February, not <coughs> February. Yeah, that'll be interesting to to see. So March, or did you say March? Yeah, February, February, oh, February. We're February, aren't we? I'm getting yeah, ahead of yeah, myself. Yeah, getting I'm way ahead of yourself. There. I'm, I'm I'm so excited about May. <laughs> but Chris, I think it's March already. Did you know everyone's feeling very very greedy again? Uh, so we're at sixty. It's not like you know extreme greed or anything like that. But we're at sixty, um, and most people should be fearful when others are greedy, and you should be greedy when others are fearful. Right now, the market is greedy. This just tells me that the the bulls are just a little bit too confident, um, and we want to be a little bit more cautious uh, as we kind of think about where we are. Right, we've moved up a lot in green. Right. Um, you know in terms of, of price whether that is demand driven or dxy driven right you can park all that kind of nonsense for a second if you really want to and just say look we're in green we've seen a significant amount of green how much more green do you want before this thing corrects right people will be taking profit how much more green do you think there is before I, profits are taken i always say as well who <clears throat> benefits the most who was really struggling well that'd be a whole load <coughs> of exchanges market makers hedge funds you know family offices uh, very convenient that we get this this pump um, with everything going on. So, you know, I always kind of look at things as a bit of a skeptic. Uh, but we have 564 people in the stream. <coughs> Mash up that like button. And I want to see 560 plus predictions in the live yeah. chat. That's what I want to see. I want to see everybody that is watching the prediction <coughs> for the price in February of BTC. Let us know. Absolutely. Let us know. Um I've got some more data because, you know, I like data. Data is, um, it helps you kind of, you know, stay on point because, you know, if the data says we should go one way, then fantastic. If data says we should go the other, also fantastic. Follow the data. Um, and I've got some data about wallet counts, right? And this kind of splits opinions upon, upon people, uh, among people, I should say, because uh, people want to know the source of the data. Well, it's a very reputable source. I'm not going to communicate what that source is because there are unfortunately people who are stealing my shit and I'm not having or standing for it anymore. Um, but know, know that I'm genuinely honest and it's a very reputable source and any OGs of the channel will already know what the source is anyway. Um, the data within the wallet counts is very, very interesting. Who do you think has been selling? Oh, the, the exchanges, the businesses, the people that benefit the most. The people that benefit the most from such a move to the upside. People who understand exactly what the hell's going on right now are selling. Okay. Uh, whereas we do have a little pocket of, of buying occurring. Uh, any ideas on who might, who might be buying? Um, uh, influencers on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, no, they're, 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 they're not buying. They're not buying. They're um, they're gambling because they only they only leveraged, right? Oh, right, heavily leveraged. Heavily heavily leveraged gamblers is what they are uh, because they don't actually have the funds to to buy properly. They just leverage, right? <laughs> so they mm. do. Uh, they, and I don't even know how truthful or half that is. You know, when they see multi million dollar um, gambling positions, I just think that's absolutely stupid if you're doing that. Uh, like you know, just buy it and spot. Why would you? 
why would you go yeah. like no uh anyway that nonsense no um, i mean there probably are um dumb money dumb money is buying smart money is selling um that's yeah. uh and that, that's not me trying to be like aggressive or awful or horrible that's the terms right uh, smart money and dumb money uh, retail is dumb and smart money is apparently you know in, institutional money which is which is it's just really it's, it's not it's not it's, true it's uh, not factual yeah no it's yeah. not true but that's kind of what they say so smart money is selling whilst uh, dumb money is buying at the moment um so a little bit of caution and, and depending on on kind of what channels and stuff you follow those terminology like that terminology actually um can be used quite aggressively in certain places like uh, a lot of dumb money uh, gets spoken about as like really stupid retail investors that's not really technically the term dumb money just represents small money uh, that's kind of what they say right so it's basically just small amounts of money that not enough to move a market kind of money uh, and then smart money is the money that can move the needle right and the ones that manipulate the market that's more the way that you look at it um but the terms that get thrown around are smart money dumb money and, and what you actually are seeing at least in the wallet count data is that smart money is exiting whilst dumb money is coming in um so again it reinforces not only the fact that the macro landscape is not where you need it to be for a bullish scenario not only do you see um the dollar being dumped for other uh, other currencies other forex currencies you also see the dxy dropping down as a result of that and then other cryptocurrencies pumping up because of the dxy and there's no volume behind it and the supply outpaces the volume or outpaces the demand coming in um and then of course you know you layer in all your accounts in terms of smart money dumb money and you end up with a pretty interesting picture uh, and which is why I can say, stay to my true to to my analysis of we are not in a bull market because none of these data points, right, which is outside of a simple kind of drawing a trend line on a chart bullshit, right, outside of all of that nonsense, the actual data points of how people are behaving is incredibly bearish. It is not bullish right we haven't got anything bullish from the actual underpinning data the underlining data uh, whereas what we see in terms of charts can be misinterpreted uh, in multiple different ways so time will tell how this is going to go uh, and i'll quite happily say if i'm wrong right and i'm not saying that we have to go down into new lower lows but i think that's unfortunately a pretty serious possibility and um, but i do expect us to move down in terms of price quite significantly at least from where we are whether that's a new lower low or not okay um so you know we'll see how that kind of goes out anything you would add on that before i jump into some on-chain data no but any bears in the chat let me know how low you think bitcoin's gonna go before we see an all-time high <coughs> absolutely okay Let's start top level. 19,279,400 BTC in circulating supply. When I pulled this data this morning, the price was $23,810. Okay, multiply the price and the supply, you get the $458 billion market cap. Note that market cap is not um, a barrier to price discovery. In fact, the price dictates the market cap. So therefore, the market cap is an irrelevant calculation. It doesn't show the amount of liquidity, doesn't show you any real money. It only shows you a way of trying to rank cryptocurrencies. And it does a pretty piss poor job at that when you realize that if you manipulate the price by manipulating the supply, 
you can actually become a top 10 cryptocurrency very, very quickly and actually have no real liquidity behind you if you really wanted to. So just be really, really cautious. Do not look at market cap as the go-to metric for trying to understand whether or not a project is valuable because it doesn't show you value it only shows you macro level pricing there are three different ways of calculating market cap i've got three here just as examples we've got a market cap which is a standard calculation liquid market cap which is supposed to be cryptocurrency that is actually liquid and it could be liquidated doesn't mean that that's the amount of money either so don't get that confused and then realized market cap uh, which is basically the idea that people paid um, a total amount of money for it now that only takes the, the snapshot of the price of Bitcoin when it was moved into a wallet. And if you move from wallet to wallet to wallet, that snapshot is updating constantly. And it also doesn't represent actually the amount of money that you paid. In in theory, and it is just a theory, that you buy Bitcoin, you move it to a wallet and you don't touch it. And in which case it gets you to a reasonable number. But we know that's not true. It gets moved around all the time and it's not actually a very good metric. So all three of those are all BS in my opinion. We don't really focus on them too much. There's $9.12 billion of Bitcoin moving across the chain in the last 24 hours. The trading volume was $6.7 billion on the top 10 exchanges. The dominance is a 41.32. Yes, that is different to coin market cap. The lower the number, the more important. This is the lower number. And it doesn't say mean that this is accurate or the most accurate. It just means that it's more accurate than the coin market cap. Um, over here, we have active addresses in the last 24 hours at 944,000. We only produced 115 blocks. So you can see here the difficulty level yesterday increased as a lot more people were trying to do the transactions. So uh, there was a lot more um, competition over creating blocks yesterday. And so 115 blocks at $440, we moved $9 billion of uh, Bitcoin. $23,810 at the price when I pulled the data this morning, 69000 just short of um, on the all-time high, 65.2466% from the all-time high. So that's your top level Bitcoin. Let's move on. Um, we don't need to talk about that too much more. Up here in the top, and this is this is the key thing, guys, right? Up here, this shows inflows and outflows since the 1st of January 2022. Now, one of the things that... Uh, that we saw quite a bit on Twitter. It was shared in the Discord, much to my pain, uh, because then I have to go in and debunk it all, and I hate doing it, um, which might sound like I don't, but I really do. I, it's just annoy, it annoys me that I have to kind of go in and correct things. There was some information circulating that whales had been buying Bitcoin, right? Um, and it all depends on how you cut the data, right? And that particular data was cut in such a way that it made a graph go up Right. It looked like whales were accumulating. Massive amounts of accumulations uh, had started since uh, the 1st of January, right? And um, Bitcoins are uh, whales, Bitcoin whales are buying Bitcoin. That was, what, that was what was being said. And it was by a reputable company. But if you understand how to cut data and you understand what they've done, which I could look at and almost instantaneously see, it actually makes you more concerned that that's actually circulating. But anyway. Up here in my data, I've not cut this in any way other than what is the data actually saying, okay? So since the 1st of January through to the 1st of February, there was 922,860 BTC going on to the exchanges. And then there, since the 1st of January to the 1st of February, 930,860 BTC coming off the exchanges. And so I say to this, and I say this all the time, pretty much every day, Chris, for anyone who is new, that's an 8,000 Bitcoin difference between what's gone onto the exchanges versus what's come off the exchanges. Is 8,000 Bitcoin really showing us that Bitcoin whales are accumulating? 
you tell me, 8,000 Bitcoin. That's the difference. Is an 8,000 Bitcoin <laughs> showing you that a large number of whales are buying Bitcoin? No, right? Um, it, it doesn't. It's 8,000 Bitcoin. It's an insignificant number. Considering you've had 922,000 Bitcoin going onto exchanges and 930,000 Bitcoin coming off the exchanges, an 8,000 Bitcoin difference is, is minor. It's tiny. It's... Uh, not worth getting too excited about um so when we come back in here um we then have to ask ourselves is that bullish or is that bearish because under scenarios where we have huge amounts of demand well you would have huge amounts of outflows and in a scenario where you have a huge amount of um you know bears uh, or a bearish scenario and you have a lot of people looking to sell their assets and suppliers flooding in you'd have a huge amount of inflows what you've got here is basic balance between the two which tells us that the market is not bullish and it isn't overly bearish either it's actually kind of just stagnant it's not really doing too much of anything and you can also see it on our line graph here on the bitcoin balance and the exchanges it's very very flat it goes up a little comes down a little bit it's just doing nothing it's just going sideways and then we have our net difference change on the 30-day average bars since early december after ftx and everyone was taking their bitcoin off the exchanges everyone starts loading it back on again and now it's flat this is not a bullish scenario. This would, in December down here, this would be more bullish because Bitcoin's been withdrawn from the exchanges. But yet up here, it's all been going on. So not that bullish, right? So straight on this one page alone, without even going into wallet data, we can start seeing things here are not really making a lot of sense, right? Not only do we see the data in the charts, right? Low volumes coming in. We have the DXY going down as people are dumping USD for their fiat currencies. What else do we see going on in the background? Well, we can see that people are just pushing Bitcoin onto the exchanges and it's just transferring from one player to another player and there isn't a lot of accumulation going on. We can also take a look at the holdaways, how long Bitcoin has been static for in wallets. And we can see, you know, there's a slight increase in aging on the 10, uh, 10 years or more. 13.63% um, of the supply now hasn't moved in over 10 years. Uh, no change on the 7 to 10s at 6.13. Uh, we have a slight increase on the 5 to 7s at 8.15. Uh, we have a decrease then as it goes up a bracket. Uh, three to five year holders going from 11.11 to 11.10. A slight increase on the two to threes going from 9.98 to 9.99. Uh, then we have a pretty decent big increase on the one to two year holders at 17.28 to 17.76. So basically, people just remain hodling it if you've been holding it for over a year. Anyone lower than that, though, they kind of get shaken out the space reasonably quickly because they don't really understand truly what is going on, um, you know, what's going on there. So it's one of those things we have to be quite cautious with it. Now, as I kind of move on to inflows and outflows, and we saw that huge pump to the upside, Chris. That huge pump to the upside yesterday. Mm. It's a huge. Uh, what do you think would would uh, in, uh, give you that indication that things were looking bullish and things were looking good? Well, you would expect a huge amount of outflows from the exchanges, right? Bitcoin's price went up. Loads of people must have been buying it, right? Yeah, you, you'd expect. Oh, your camera's frozen. <coughs> Is it actually frozen? Yeah, you're just static there. Like Cardboard Chris. It's cardboard. We're joined by Cardboard Chris. Special guest, Cardboard Chris. Well, I don't know why I would do that. <coughs> you might I am cardboard, Chris. You might have to turn it off and on again. Yeah, I'll give that a go. <laughs> we'll see. It, um, it was playing up yesterday when I recorded the uh, the uh, podcast. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, 
So what did we see yesterday? Well, we saw more in the way of inflows than we saw on outflows. 29,000 Bitcoin goes onto the exchanges, only 27,000 comes off the exchanges. So we have that remaining, uh, that kind of remaining lingering sentiment still there. People are selling, they are not buying. And you can see it within here. You get a couple of spikes to the upside with the green, but then you also equally get these spikes to the upside with the red line. The red line being inflows, the green line being the outflows. And as I said many times before, this particular graph, the most boring one I have, is probably one of the most important. It shows us the balance between demand and supply. The green line I represent as demand, as in you know, if there's a huge amount of demand, you would expect Bitcoin to leave the exchanges. And if there's a huge amount of supply, you would expect Bitcoin to go onto the exchanges, right? And so all you're seeing here is this, these two lines just dancing around each other. And over a period of time, what is the difference? 8,000 Bitcoin. Okay, since the 1st of January, the difference between all inflows and outflows is 8,000 Bitcoin. It is not an accumulation that is occurring here. It is a transfer between participants. Let's move on. Um, as we come up into Bitcoin Dust, Bitcoin Dust is your smaller, tiny retail investor who owns 0.01 Bitcoin or more. Okay, um, And the over or more part is really critically important to these wallet counts. Okay, Now, up here we have 11,495,470 wallets that have over 0.01 BTC. Okay, so it's pretty significant, but it has come down a little bit. So we can see some of these smaller retail investors have succumbed to some selling pressure. And this is pretty understandable, considering the, uh, the amount of money that they've probably invested in Bitcoin is probably sizable to those individuals. Um, and you know, fluctuations get these people nervous, right? And these are probably the most vulnerable of, of people who are invested in cryptocurrency. And these probably are the people who um, will act more emotionally, okay? And so it could be that they just start in their journey, they've just dabbled, and they don't like the way that the prices are moving or whatever. Some, some of these people as well, they might have seen some gains and might want to also come out of their positions and so forth. So minor fluctuations, nothing too much. Um, as we come up into the next three size wallets, these are retail inv uh, investors. Um, over 0.1, over 1, and over 10 Bitcoin. Krill, shrimp, dolphins. Okay, or the Sea World Report, as, uh, as the community like to call it. You can see that the Krill did kind of get shaken out a little bit as we kind of started to push up. Some profits were taken here, and people exited out of their positions. And for the most part, it's, it's gone up a little bit here, but it's not anything too major. It actually did decrease ever so slightly yesterday. Um, so we see that we're hovering around the uh, 4,217,025 wallets. Uh, on the krill side we can also see relatively flat but slight um accumulative yeah slight accumulation with the shrimps in the last 24 hours so basically they bought the pump um and it still goes up uh, shrimps are the ones that i'm most concerned with um because of their behavior in 2018 um so essentially up here we are rocking 980,255 shrimp wallets and then of course we have the dolphin big money high net worth individuals um and i say big money just high net worth individuals uh, millionaires essentially as kind of how i liken these guys and they have actually been buying up recently at these highs uh, again still all of these wallets they react overly to price movements and um, so i've called them retail investors because they are price sensitive so uh, when major movements happen they are either buying or selling um so high net worth individuals were buying right but then we come up into the smart money right so that was all dumb money now we go into smart money smart money then is basically 100 bitcoin or more 1000 bitcoin or more or 10000 bitcoin or more and you can kind of see it in here right and um, so what do we see well we can see that big money has been offloading as price has been going up and it's really been just transferring that 
Bitcoin over to uh, the the dumber money, right? The dumb money who's been coming in and, and basically buying up what's been made available. So essentially, you've got the um, actually all of these have come down a little bit, right? So we can see that the the sharks have vol uh, have been a little bit volatile. They come down, they go up, they come down, they've gone up, and now they're coming back down again. And um, so we're currently rocking sixteen thousand one hundred and two wallets here when it comes to the over 100 bitcoin the sharks now the whales they've basically come down into new lower lows right so and i and i talk about this pretty much every day oh, chris is gone he's not even on the call i talk about this pretty much every single day right um and that if the bottom is in then we have to equally believe that the whales sold the bottom okay and if we believe that whales sold the bottom then we believe that the whales and the smart money doesn't know what it is doing and that retail money or the dumb money knows what it is doing and you know whales just got it wrong and you know the billionaires and the multi-millionaires they don't know a thing what's going on in crypto they're they're making catastrophic mistakes they're going to have to buy it more expensive right that's kind of the narrative that we kind of get told from the kind of moon boys right because they tell us that the bottom is in and if the bottom is in then by default we have to also believe that these billionaires and these millionaires, multimillionaires, uh, these smart money players do not know what they're doing, right? Those two things, they're the same, right? You can't have a bull market scenario and whales dumping on the market at the same time. Those two things don't go hand in hand. So we should be aware that if we believe the bottom is in, then we also believe that uh, the whales here have been selling into the bottom and, you know, they're, they're not actually going to be buying up anything, right? So we have to understand that. And then, of course, the other thing we have to kind of reflect here is that we've come down even lower in the wallet counts since the lows that were in November. So do we believe that this move to the upside is bullish or do we actually look at this data inside the charts for our whale wallets and our kraken size wallets for these matters and actually say if big money smart money is not coming on to, uh, into bitcoin should we really consider this a bullish move to the upside or is it in fact everything that i've spoken about so far that the usd is getting devalued because people are dumping USD in favor of other currencies like Great British Pound, Euros, the Yen, uh, etc. Dragging the DXY down, which is pushing artificially the price of Bitcoin up higher, which then means that then you have FOMO coming in from retail, which then provides liquidity for the whales to exit their positions. All the while, when eventually this all kind of subsides, where's it going to go? It's got to come down at least to its previous lows otherwise why were the whales and the the large smart money players selling at the november lows following this data it leads us down that path of new lower lows are most probable um because why why would these guys be looking to sell the bottom if of course you know um the bottom was in uh, so reflecting on it quite a bit i wonder if chris is back is chris back nope chris is i don't even know where chris is you're I'm there? still here. I'm here, but like you haven't. You're you're not using. Um, is it just plugged in with a HDMI? Um, <coughs> what do you mean, just plugged in with a HDMI? Are you using the Elgato 4K capture card? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Is it overheating? Maybe. <laughs> I think it's the uh, the actual uh, camera. No, it's not the camera. Um... Uh, yeah, so when we take a look at all these wallet counts, it kind of just leads me into that path of thinking that, yeah, we are um, we're not looking too great for the future of the price action of, of BTC. Um, yeah, bring out cardboard, Chris. I have to. <laughs> oh, 
I, I don't know what you know, I I think uh, it might be the 4K card that's uh, overheated, not the camera. <coughs> mm. Um. So yeah, so that's that's kind of my standpoint. The data hasn't changed. The underlying macro data hasn't changed, uh, and we remain still with smart money coming out of their positions and only really dumb money coming on in to positions so we see that transfer so when we take a look at the data on chain it's not bullish it's it's bearish as i look at it and that hasn't unfortunately changed as much as i want a bull market because i really really do i do want uh, a bull market to be here it just doesn't actually look like it is and uh, with demand being low supply being high that is the technical definition of a bear market. Anything you want to add on on any of that, Chris? Just a camera. Just a camera. <laughs> yeah, let me. Uh, I'm just let me uh, just try to figure out <coughs> why my camera isn't showing up on my computer anymore. Um, it is possible that the pump is artificially made to create a net of buy orders. Yeah, it's liquidity essentially. Yeah. Um, and this is the thing which really bothered me about what the Fed were talking about yesterday, um, because you know they're 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 dragging it out like they didn't have to do what they did, and um, it makes it makes this whole thing a little bit more of an issue. Even the debt ceiling um, is is also a huge issue um, as well. So unfortunately, I do think as a lot of people that are going to get absolutely wrecked, and I would rather be. Uh, I'm about. I say I'm probably two thirds in cryptocurrency long term. Like I don't really mind that it can do whatever, and I mean whatever it does is fine by me. And then I've got a third on on the side, and I'm quite happy to continue to remain that third on the side until such a time when the data suggests we can probably be safe to enter. Um, but for now, it doesn't appear to be be that way. I don't know where Chris is or what he's doing. <coughs> Just trying to sort out getting the camera to be showing up on my uh, computer. So I'm just playing around with cables. Yeah. It's nothing like doing stuff live, right? And uh, I thought, oh, I'll use my, my old camera. There'd be no problems with that one today. Um, how wrong was I? Is this the small one? No, it's not the small one. Oh, so it's an A7 III? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's, just, it's not showing up on my computer. It's like it's just not being recognized. It's like the USB port <coughs> isn't being recognized. Is it USB 3.0? Yep. Yep, okay. <laughs> yeah, now you see my, pro my problem. <coughs> so the 4K Elgato capture card goes into the 3.0 USB. Yeah. HDMI into the Elgato and then... I haven't wired it up wrong. <laughs> no, and then the the micro HD in uh, HDMI into the camera. Um, are you do you using a fake battery or the real battery? I'm using a fake battery. Fake battery. Hmm. I don't know them. Nope. Nope. Lost. Um. Right. Let's jump down into some charts. <clears throat> not those ones this one um specifically so here he was bitcoin paired up with usdt on the hourly chart and binance is our data source right we have the corrective structure going up um we have a corrective structure coming down so all oh, this is looking fine uh we can even liken this i'll just go and tidy that up there just a fraction of me delete that one off and i would say that probably ended uh 
reasonably well actually right about here then we ended up with this move here we had the volatility take us down take us up come down into the low and then we pushed up higher um during the speech and we entered up into this higher range i'm going to pull this to the four hour just bring this down you can kind of see this upper area this is 24 to 25k this is an area where essentially a lot of selling occurs okay you can see that this is an area that we wicked up into previously and we're right wicking up into there right now as well okay so up here is a reasonable amount of liquidity this is from previous stop losses and where people were entering into short positions uh from here there isn't a lot he's back you didn't know. It, it, it was the uh, 4k <laughs> card i need to have a look at it uh there's clearly a problem with it hmm cool um so yeah so our liquidity is up here now if i throw in the liquidity you can kind of see it right on this yellow line this is basically using this swing high um as a idea that this is where traders are going to put their stop losses right you can see a little bit elsewhere in there but it's not terribly too much um going on and as you kind of look about trying to push up higher 26 to 27 and then it kind of gets really gappy until we get up into the high 30s which or uh, high 30s um until we get into the early 30s right at the top there now when we look about long positions well there's a huge amount right down here right before all that dxy fakeness uh comes in you can see a lot of liquidity is put right down in these low zones around 16k and right down on the november lows and then of course right down here in the 13k there's a lot of liquidity as well um so again we're about midway through both of those right because we start scrolling up we can see 40k has liquidity and right up here about the the 48k has liquidity as well um now if i take that off and throw the order blocks in where are the selling order blocks right now they don't really exist they exist right we're just pushing into it right this second actually you can kind of see it right in here so we just choose through those sell order blocks right up there so you can see them in there and the buy order blocks are all the way down here at 16 and um, so other than that there isn't a terribly too much from an order block point of view either now as i kind of bring this up into our daily time frame we are still in our parallel channel although we did kind of briefly come out of it we can probably adjust it this is the thing with these things uh, and as we push up into that 25k area we are oversold on the stochastic and can go up a little bit here and um, that's not terribly too uh, difficult to do or anything like that we are above the daily uh, ema uh, 200 ema and the 50 ema is looking to move up because obviously it's just rep rep representing the shorter term movements now if i take that off through the volume in as we spoke about volume is actually on the decrease ever since uh, january the 12th um so we can see volume here is decreasing over time as price pushes up that di kind of divergence is not a good sign and um, so we want to be aware of that um if we throw on the rsi we're really high on this rsi as well and um, so again not looking overly brilliant from that point of view we do expect this to correct down uh soon whether that's a new low low or not you know we'll leave that for everyone else to kind of decide i'll give you the data you make your own decisions on it um if we zoom out far enough on this it would be bearish because we'd have an, a high overbought stochastic rsi with a lower high in price uh, but we won't go into that on this particular video or stream come up into the weekly uh weekly we are still fighting with our 200 ema uh, considering where we are at the moment i'm not too concerned about this we are overbought on our stochastic rsi on this weekly it will have to come on down it is going to shock a lot of retail investors who have fomo in right at the top here um at the moment i do expect another weekly close below the um 200 ema even though we did close above briefly by about $30 or so uh, last week i think this is actually signaling a bit of a uh, rejection of this area and we'll see how that kind of goes on the weekly time frame now from a volume point of view it's very clear that we have bearishness here 
we have the decrease in volume and even if we were not to look at the uh, ftx saga and just look at this pump volumes are decreasing week on week and where we are right now the volumes continue to decrease now volume decreasing while price is pushing up is a sign of reversal uh, let's not kid ourselves into thinking it is anything other than that the divergence really comes from a higher high in price and pretty significant and lower lows on or lower highs sorry on the volume side and um, so we should be aware of that the RSI is high as well, almost up into the overbought area, um, but not there just yet. Again, we do have divergence here uh, with higher highs in prices. And um, actually, no, it's not a divergence. Ignore me. That's not that's not true. Um, it would only be considered that from August uh, 2022 to where we are now. Um, so, yeah, we'd have a lower high on price and higher high on um, the RSI. Uh, so, again, I'm not happy about this monthly standpoint. Um, it does look quite bearish to me, uh, specifically as we fight these key areas of resistance. Now we broke out of this parallel channel here, but again, these parallel channels can be fiddly and you know, it's the same with trend lines. Um, not a lot of people draw them right and I've probably got this one wrong, so we'll keep an eye on it. We haven't even got any touch points on the bottom, so you know it's not quite accurate in the way that it's drawn, but the representation is there nonetheless. Uh, we are looking for a breakout, but this to me just looks like we are moving out of here uh, in a reasonably bearish way because it doesn't have a good structure to it at all uh, there is no five wave trend pattern here i've gone through that a dozen times at this point already and this could just be a big reset for unfortunately some kind of catastrophic uh, blow to cryptocurrency whatever that might be i do not know but the market appears fragile on the weekly time frame now as i come over into our weekly on this standpoint we can kind of see you know we are fighting up in this area we do have the upper area of um selling this occurs at 24.3 to 25.2 and we can see that right up in there so a wick into this area could be a pretty uh, big rejection in terms of the wyckoff accumulation pattern it's still in play um obviously a lot of people don't want to hear it uh, they believe that spring events happened or we're not in an accumulation event um and like i said I don't I have no preference as to whether this plays out or doesn't play out okay I really couldn't care less about a Wyckoff accumulation pattern but it seems that I needed to do this to debunk some of the noise that is going on in the space and specifically as it enters into our discord server where people will then start questioning are we in a Wyckoff accumulation pattern because I think we've had the spring event I went through this a dozen times already at this point no, we haven't had a spring event. There is nowhere in Bitcoin's history of this daily chart where the Bitcoin spring event could have occurred. I've been through that. This is the only way that an accumulation pattern can be uh, drawn on the daily chart for Bitcoin, as far as I can see. Um, and it'll put us right up here in phase B, waiting to see whether or not a spring event occurs. There's two schematics. And as I said many times already, we'll have to see which one of these plays out. Both of these phase Bs are the same until the latter part where we either test the secondary test of phase A or lose it as support and we go down into a spring. Uh, so there's a, as a, a manipulative pattern, you would expect there to be two variations to this. Uh, a lot of people only ever seem to realize this one that gets so spoken about across the various different social media platforms. And that's because these are uneducated individuals who like to draw their trend lines who do not actually pay attention to the fact that there are multiple different pattern structures and depending on where the liquidity sits because the Wyckoff uh, accumulation and distribution models are all designed around liquidity and um, so they go in the direction of the liquidity there's two variations uh, here for the accumulation pattern uh, I believe we're in phase B 
just above the automatic rally, as you can kind of see here on this white line. Unless we push up higher than 25,211, uh, this pattern is valid for now. Anything higher than $25,211 is invalidated, and then we can put a pin in it. There was never a Wyckoff accumulation pattern in play, and I'll be happy with that, and I'll be done and dusted at that point. Um, so yeah, for in terms of Elliott Wave theory, uh, if I bring this up into... Let me take a look at it on a daily. Can I do it on a daily? Yeah, we probably could. Um, <clears throat> in here, this is uh, unfortunately just an ABC structure, although it has extended above and beyond that of what you would expect to see inside such a structure. Um, at best case scenario, if we want to be bullish, we would be looking for around the $18,000 retracement zones. Uh, 18 and a half would also tie in nicely with a Wyckoff accumulation pattern, by the way, um, but would also be a nice retracement here. If we wanted to, like, because there is no five wave structure, right? There's no five waves down here, even though we can try to draw it in it doesn't fit it doesn't meet the requirements of it um, and up here we do have five waves and this is potentially an ending diagonal as we spoke about before um so for example we have one two three four ending diagonal kind of structure in fact i'd probably put that up there and have this as our ending diagonal structure right so we know that this is a three three five corrective structure meaning that we can come down quite a bit um and i would say 18 and a half is going to be the obvious area that of retracement it's going to be the area that you're more than likely going to revisit down to dropping down lower than that obviously does mean that the wyckoff accumulation pattern is more than likely going to have a spring event uh, if it sticks around this kind of uh, one point uh, 0.618 fib level uh, then you know we probably won't have a spring event and we can probably bounce from there and so forth and you know accumulating would be good other than that though depending on what structure forms to the downside uh we could see a we could still see new lower lows right and we could be targeting out that 12 to 13 and a half thousand dollars that's still possible um, and there's no reason to think that that can't be valid from an elliott way theory point of view this entire thing could be a WXYXZ and we could come down quite hard. So we can't get too carried away. Um it's possible that this is just, you know, done, but it's also possible that it isn't. And we want to be aware. We have to kind of see how the structures go on our corrective structure down. Um and if we actually start to see, you know, a reason to think maybe double zigzags, then uh, then yeah, we probably are going to be coming down to those 13k lows. So yeah, it is what it is. I can't really kind of make it up. It's um, it's unfortunate, but it is it is where the market is at the moment. A lot of retail investors are probably going to get burnt out, um, as they burnt and wrecked through uh, through this recent move to the upside. But I think that is by design. Anything, Chris, that you would add on any of that? <coughs> no, I don't think so. I think um, it, it pretty much lines up with my thoughts and and opinions. I, I really do think that you know we've we've got a few months yet, and uh, there's there's an awful lot and i've said this before a lot of people that have uh you know changed their <laughs> their thought process and uh pivoted to, to bullish um without confirmation and uh you know i think yeah that's that's going to be uh dangerous for for many people is you know people are looking at historical data and uh basing everything on on what's happened previous <coughs> um but we haven't had this landscape before um you know, same with like the, the COVID <coughs> side of things, you know, how has COVID impacted how this recession, um, you know, plays out, um, you know, on, on the macro. <coughs> uh, I think there's a lot of people just looking at previous recessions and uh, I think it's going to be different this time. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and just taking a look at the volume profiles here, we can see that as we push up into those highs of 25K um, area, there's not a lot of volume pushing in there. You can kind of see that right up here, right? And you can see it. There's just not a lot of volume here to try to transact. So when we start actually looking back and we think, where is the maximum value or where is the maximum amount of people actually transacting? It's 19,200. So a significant move uh, to the downside. Now, don't get me wrong, there's still volume in and around the 23K area um, and then down lower towards the 16K area. There's stuff in there, but there's lack of it around 22. There's a lack of it around 24 to 25. Um, and there's a lack of it around the 17, 18K uh, areas. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy to see that, um, see how it all kind of unfolds, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it is where we are for now. Yeah, sure. Uh, we've got over five and a, uh, 554 people on the stream. Let's uh, hit that like button. It really does support the channel. We really do appreciate it. Um, should we dig into some some questions? We've probably got about <coughs> we've got like a couple of a couple of minutes, and then we've got a meeting. So yeah, um, <coughs> yeah, it's like COVID crypto. Uh, COVID crypto. Yeah. God. Uh, yeah. <coughs> um, what have we got? Uh, so I asked everybody. You know, if you could only pick one altcoin what altcoin would you pick to invest in? So let me know in the comments below. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what sort of comes out the, the most. It looks at the moment like aid has come up a lot. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, if it could yours? only have one, I would probably pick ADA. Yeah. Yeah. And if we could only have one, but we couldn't have the same, I would go <laughs> to VeChain. Yeah. I mean, VeChain is very, very good. Um, ADA, AVAX, AGIX. Yeah, really There's some really good projects in there. Like, <laughs> gotta say, yeah. Uh, one of the, well, I tell you what, I wouldn't. What wouldn't you hold if you could? So only one coin, and someone said, oh, "I'm going to give it to you," and you'd be like, "No, no, thanks. <laughs> Keep it. I don't want it." What would that be? Oh, um, I don't even know. What would yours be? ETH. Sorry, ETH. Eve. No thanks. Don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> um, because let's say, like, let's say someone was going to give you a hundred dollars of ETH, but no, thank you, because it's probably going to cost me two hundred dollars to move it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Like uh, one that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want. Um, FTT maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Luna. <laughs> uh, yeah, but outside of that, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one for, for, for certain. Um, but we should probably look to wrap it up. Nick. Yeah, we've got um, a pretty big meeting next. So yeah. we will we'll wrap it up there. Uh, we'll be back this afternoon uh, for an update. I'll probably do a Bitcoin update this afternoon um, and then do maybe a Cardano update in the evening. So do watch out for those and um join us down in discord if you haven't done so already don't forget though on the way out smash that like button really do appreciate that helps us out immensely more than you will ever guys uh, will ever know um so why not do that really do appreciate it until the next one though guys have a fantastic day yeah take care